Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Classmates, it's four o'clock. The tuck shop is open, so grab a Freddo and come take your seat in After School Culture Club. Who do we have in class today? Uh, Mrs. Christopher Brown. <laughs> Mrs. Christopher Brown, welcome back. Thank you. And Alice. I'm just first name. Alice, Chris, did you fancy any of your teachers at school? I fancied loads of mine, um, but you, I, what I find weird looking back at it now is: did you have any? Did you ever have at your school like some of those people that like gap year gap students? Gap year students. They and were it's basically like, nineteen. Yeah, and it it's was like really weird. Why would you ever give them to like eighteen, like seventeen-year-old girls? Yeah. You give them like hot guys from yeah, Australia who are basically one year older really than you. Always really attractive. Yeah, yeah. It was always a recipe for bleach blonde hair. They I basically guess. like look like they've come from oh Dawson's Creek. Did I know I reference that all the time. So, Alice, were you involved with your... No, obviously not. I was not that girl at school. (laughs) I was not fancied at all at school. (laughs) (laughs) And potentially later in life, also. (laughs) That's a lie. At least one person in this room fancies you. And I'm looking right at her. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) On to to our essay. So, the essay title, We've Been Set This Week. Explore the concept of fate versus free will in Back to the Future. Dun, dun, dun. What does uh, Back to the Future mean to you? Everything. Really? <laughs> After rewatching it, everything. Oh, oh, I forgot how good it was. So good. I'm with you. I don't think I'd watched it since I was a child. Yeah. And I watched it last night. I, it's funny. There's things I didn't get then, which mm. I got now. As in, I had no concept of what the Libyan terrorists were before. They were just like bad men and um, just all of it. And it's the it's a near perfect script, I think. It's so funny. <laughs> Well, before we get fully into it, I just want to set a bit of a context. Rotten Tomatoes, how much do you think Back to the Future has on Rotten Tomatoes? I hope it's not too low. What come on then? I hope it's in the 90s. It should be in the 90s. I'm going, based on what we found out about Friends, I think the people who judge Rotten Tomatoes maybe don't do well with more retro stuff. I'm going to go 84%. 
No, no, 96. Good. Thank Good. Yeah. Well, well done, Rods and Tears. Well done. Fantastic well done, work. internet. Well done, guys. Yeah. Well done, very established way of rating things. <laughs> Here is what it says Inventive, funny, and breathlessly constructed. Back to the Future is rousing. Oh. Rousing. Is a rousing. Oh, <laughs> no. oh no, hang on. Rousing. A rousing. A rousing. <laughs> I did it's quite, a rousing. Actually, <laughs> I did quite like <laughs> it. <laughs> it is a rousing time travel adventure with an unforgettable spirit. Which is right. The breathless thing is really interesting. It's so well paced. Yes. It doesn't mm. sag at all. No. Oh, and also my favourite thing to do. So it came out on the 4th of December 1985. We were babies. I was two. I was in nappies. Were you born? I was just born. Okay. And yeah. um, what do you think was the UK number one in the music charts on the 4th of December 1985? Full disclosure... You Googled it. I Googled it because no, I knew you were going to ask. Cheese. I know, cheese. but I, right. want, I wanted to win the Alice, game. Miss, are, I'm not having that. Alice, you're out of the round. Mrs. Christopher Brown. <laughs> it's such a good God. one. Is it Tainted Love? No, you can have one more guess. Good era, though. Very close. Am era. I? Yeah. Culture Club? Mm. No. No. Okay. Right, fair. I was going to go comedy. Don't comedian. you know that, baby? I'm your man. Come on, one, two, three, four. If you're going to do it, do it right now. Do it with me. If you're going to. Come on, Chris. Da, da, you don't know da, it. Da, I don't know. Chris The look of utter panic Alice, on your face. We've finally done it. We've done something. Yes, go and join in. By the way, when you two recorded on your own, the singing, there's no one there to stop the two of you. <laughs> it was so good. Way, everyone, so like, everyone listening to that must have been like, oh God, there's literally no one to stop Do you know them. how much I had to cut out? I'm gonna, yeah. I'll oh, give you probably, the outtakes. Yeah. Probably the all of it. <laughs> I'm going to give Alice a CD of our yeah, singing outtakes. Yeah. I beg of you not oh to. It is my birthday coming up. <laughs> uh, no, it who, is, sing, who sings that song? It is, of course, Wham's Wham. I'm Your Man. Wham. Okay, move on. <laughs> right, hang on. One pause. It's hot, really hot. Oh, maybe it can't even win. It's really noisy. No, no. Okay, yeah. but it makes it more of an intense environment. Yeah, it does. Right, <laughs> intense. That's what we want from a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just an intense chat among friends. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Zinita? <laughs> Good. No. Okay, guys, Ooh. back to it. <clears throat> so, enough singing. Uh, on to the essay title in question. So, fate versus free will in Back to the Future. Where do we want to start? I'll you want to talk off. about the fashion, don't you? No, 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 I don't. Well, yeah, I want to talk about the trainers massively. Oh, I want those trainers so bad. I've spent all day Googling You really them. are still sticking in the intensity. <laughs> oh, God. I want the trainers no, really I don't mean to sound out of breath, breathless, like the Rosin Tomatoes <laughs> review said. But I am breathless, are you breathless about how much I want those trainers. Breathlessly aroused by They're so bloody good, those but trainers. You can buy them. I've looked for them oh, all day. Okay. <laughs> all right. But that's one of the things that made me lol, which I never got before, which you know where they keep referring to his life preserver and they make jokes about yes. him being yeah. like... Um, a sailor. Yeah, because I never really got that. And then I owned a puffer jacket when I was a teenager and people used to make jokes like, hey, Marty, and I didn't get wow. it. Yeah. Okay, now, right, get now it. you're like, get it. Okay. The f- fashion's so. great in it the whole way through and that it is worth watching just because the fashion's the so good. The Rain's dress that she wears to the en- Enchantment Under the Sea. So God, strong. Her shoulders, yeah. her neckline. Beautiful Porcelain. neckline. Porcelain. <laughs> Chris, Chris, yeah, breath, Chris, how do you feel about the neckline? Yeah, no, really something <laughs> special. Um, But... Actually, one thing I was going to say, and it's not really got a load to do with the essay title, but yet another film where there are things that make me feel slightly uncomfortable. Icky. First of all, George is a peeping Tom, and we're supposed to just brush Correct. that under the carpet. Yeah, that that's okay. He, that's fine. That's fine. 
so that that's that's a fine level of being a weirdo, but yeah. Biff obviously takes it too far. Yeah. The mild sexual assault really well not mild, really it's not disturbs mild, it's me. Pretty it's horrible actually it's horrible. that scene. It's, horrible. it's really actually quite dark. Yeah. But it's yeah. not gratuitous. It's also, like, can I just point out that the dad says another boy has fallen from the tree outside the house. Like, there's loads of boys... <laughs> yeah, like they're queuing up queuing for the peeping Tom's spot. That. so creepy. Also, I feel like the dad... that George's dad, right? George is portrayed... Like, I know he's supposed to be, like, a bit of a loser, but he's really portrayed... My point is, is George is kind of like this exaggerated. Like, there's a lot of stuff about that that's a bit, bit too extreme. I think. But isn't that part of the joy of Back to the Future? It is cartoonish. Yeah, like it, is, the colours, it is caricature. The vibrancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brown, Maybe it's, it's like it's all it, done it that is. The mad extreme. scientist, the bully, the geek, but, the heroine. Okay. Surely, the potential incest is another thing which worries another us. Another icky moment. Another. Yeah. Also, it does go quite far into that, doesn't it? I know. It's not yeah. like a moment of like. Ooh, they they really they? spell it like out. The mum really does fancy the son. It's like Lorraine. Lorraine. Come on. They really it spell in. it out in the school when Doc says to Marty, I think your mother is in love with you. Or <laughs> he's like, I think your mother what? has ads for you. And he's like, Yeah, that, I was kind of, I, I found some of the moments of the film uncomfortable. And I think What's also. It? Why is a teenager hanging out with an old professor? Correct, so I was just going to say there. He's, Doc's he's clearly relationship with Marty is He's great. attractive, he's funny, he's smart. He would have normal friends his own age. There's no background as to where that relationship's yeah, blossomed I'm worried from. about that. It's worrying. How long has that been going on? Yeah. Since he was 12? Yeah, I'm worried. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> come here, I'll show you my mind control device. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure I'm interested in it. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I bet you no, have. No thank you, stranger, is yeah, what stranger I would danger. be saying. That's the thing. Um... Anything else about the ickiness or weirdness you wanted to say? Uh, well, only that the Biff scene. So we we touched on that. I think that's too much to brush over, and it's too strong for that film. There were moments in that film where I was like, "This now just feels a little bit out of place." Because it's actually a really good f- sort of feel-good movie. There are a few things that they drop in, like the Libyan terrorist assault, where they shoot <laughs> him to death in a car park. Where you're like, "Where's that come from? Why are we watching people shoot him with an AK-47 yeah, you, and then have... chase him with a rocket launcher?" The much, rocket guys. launchers a lot, much, as well. but they had to set up the tension for how Doc was going to get killed. Mm. That wove into the narrative that Marty could go back and basically. Yeah, I'm just change. not sure being it's, shot it's by it's terrorists all... was the way they had to do it. I feel like they could have done something else. Oh, I, feel, I like, felt like it was rough on by... the Libyans, if I'm honest. It felt rough on the Libyans. It did feel a bit heavy-handed. <laughs> it could have. It could have been anyone, but it had to be <laughs> Libyans. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> A bit rough on the Libyans. It felt a bit rough on the Libyans. I would love to see Alice's movie post with Back to the Future. It would say, bit rough on the Libyans. Rough on the Libyans. George, George yeah. is yeah. backwards. Arousingly breathtaking <laughs> around trainers, but tough on the Libyans. <laughs> Get that right, Tomatoes. But the other thing I realised is, although I didn't, I didn't fully understand the film when I was a kid watching it, it had such a formative effect on me. And I only realised this last night when I was re-watching it. So you know that line when um, him and Jennifer are snogging, about to snog at the start of the film, mm. and then gets interrupted by the lady with the leaflet, and he goes, uh, so where were we again? I realised I used to practice snogging <laughs> on my... Um, Gordon the... My Whatever God- she says next is great. <laughs> Gordon the gopher toy. <laughs> and I remember I used to say to him, so <laughs> Really Sorry, can? can I just clarify? Wait, you know the Gordon wait, 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 the Gopher wait. toy? Backtrack. <laughs> the weird thing is not what you said, is what you were snogging a Gordon the no, Gopher cuddly toy. No, how? Think about this. The Gordon the Gopher toy is a hand puppet on your own hand that I imagine Lizzie's looking away and her right hand sneaks into shot and she almost like catches a glimpse of her own hand. He's talking to her and she goes, oh. Gordon, where did you come from? And he, 
hey, I'm just here to have a quick chat with her. Let's say about where were we? <laughs> like, yeah. Lizzie, it's your own yeah. hand. Also, didn't Gordon the Gopher ha- the toy have that squeaky noise <laughs> in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, jokes on you, looks have had no complaint. Yeah, correct. Well, I, next time I see your partner, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> does she ever, in the middle of kissing, say, "Hang on a second <laughs> or, or does when you two are kissing, does she sneak a right hand up behind you <laughs> and it says? Hey, how about I get involved? Oh, <laughs> now you're kissing her hand. I just have to have a word with myself in the corner. One <laughs> yeah, second. I think we're... <laughs> Move on. Anything else in general you guys want to talk about before uh, we get on to the actual... Well, yeah. The only thing I want to talk about that's sort of related to the essay title... Yeah is the continuity of time and whether it is just too complex. This is a film Are aimed at... Are you going to tie yourself up? No, in... well, a little. Oh, and we, time did, logic. we did get a bit tied up it's... when we started talking about it. But the thing is, it's aimed at kids, right? Like, it is sort of a sort of no, teens movie, do you think? No. It's is not it? a teen movie. I think it's a teen movie, I think it's it? aimed at all ages, isn't it? Surely. Mm. Family adventure, I Yeah, would say but I is. think it's a teen movie primarily. It's okay. not like Die Hard. It's anyway, not go on then, carry on with... But the thing that I couldn't grasp, right, is that Michael J. Fox... In the eighties, in the in the final bit where he's kind of come back and his dad's now cool and his mum's cool and Biff is a mm. geek, he is dressed in the exact same attire as they must have re- remembered him being in when they met him. So for that version of the future to happen, oh, Marty right. must have existed. Yeah, but you wouldn't remember that, would you? He looks identical when he's wearing a he's life not preserver. Wearing a life preserver, not when he wakes up though, because he wakes. He wakes, wakes up, up in, in bed clothes. and he's not wearing the life preserver. I don't know if he is. I think he is. I think you're getting more, too well. More importantly... He looks exactly more like the guy and he was called Marty. More importantly, they would have remembered like, oh, we called you Marty after this really guy cool guy we knew at school. Who happens who to exactly just like you. Who looks exactly like you. Yeah. And rode this thing that was really cool like a skateboard. Correct. Well, no, but then, no, but think about it, guys. And also introduced a whole new genre of music. <laughs> yeah, it's a Chuck Berry. No, but excuse me, think about it. Because Marty would have been born after this 30 years, whatever it was after. No. Yeah. However many years 50s after that. 50s to happened, 80s, right? yeah. So they'd have had a baby in their arms and then they'd have watched him grow up into Marty. And they're not going to suddenly turn around when he's 17 and be like, oh, hang on a minute. Now you look exactly like a guy we met. Like, I think they 100% no. would. No. No, I think you're wrong. No. Alice? Come on. I think if we had a baby and 17 years went by and then all of a sudden I was like, Chris, this, <laughs> this baby looks remarkably imagine like someone we Lizzie, met 17 Lizzie, years ago. Lizzie, Lizzie, yeah. imagine, Lizzie. I'm like, something has happened. Lizzie, imagine this now, how we're meeting you and doing a podcast and how you are. Yeah. If in 17 years or our 20 kid years, looks our exactly kid looks you like you and we'd like, like you and cared about the same things as you. You I'd would go, be lucky. What? We would, be, would be like thrilled, <laughs> first of all, and then terrified. I would be trying to contact the you. I'd be like, where is the you that we knew? Because you have to meet this kid because I think it's your kid. Okay, but I think... Also, if I was George, I was like, you definitely slept with that guy, Marty. You definitely <laughs> did because this guy is Marty. I don't know if I can get my head around this and whether like people are going to be like, no, you're all wrong. Like Lee Warner is going to tweet us. Mate, yeah, wrong. Come on, Lee Warner, get your tweet ready. Um, so Lee when... Warner, contact us. We need some help here. <laughs> um, no, thrown. maybe. But what I would say about suspending your disbelief is... Yes, there are things... You could tie yourself up in holes, you know, mm. many ways. But 
I think the film sets its rules out and it mm. sticks to them very well. You can't be with Back to the Future like, oh, well, this wouldn't work because of this. Because, you know, realistically, he makes a time machine which, let's be honest, when they zoom in on the controls, it is a guy who can't control. The flux capacitor. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, let's get on to the main subject. Okay. Fate versus free will, what do we think? So I think it's mainly fate plays a huge part in it, right? Like the things that I'd written down, the clock tower... The only way you can possibly get back is the clock tower gets struck by lightning. Like, that is the fatal, fatalistic moment. The only way that he can return is if that incident happens in exactly the way that it was portrayed. He, ha- he came back to a point where he had a newspaper in his hands that told him the way that it was going to happen. That's, like, determinism to me. The dance, the kiss. Like, the, the, the thing that's fatalistic about it is his brother and sister disappear from the only moment that makes that happen is the kiss at the dance. Everything in between, there is no free will that determines that his brother and sister aren't born or look like that or whatever. Like, the the future is already predetermined. It just has key moments along the way that have to happen. But so, they're not driven by free will. They're driven by, like, predetermined factors. But then, okay, I know that we're only talking about Back to the Future 1. Yes. And we're not talking about not 2 and 3. Not 2 and 3. Because I can't remember. We've got, <laughs> and we've got sequels coming up for that. Yeah. But <clears throat> the very final part of Back to the Future 3 because it is one sort of big story arc in the end mm. is um, when I think the doc says uh, you know something about like it means your future's not been written yet um, your future is whatever you make it so go and like make it a good yeah. one um, but wouldn't that therefore suggest that it's not it wasn't a pre-written timeline because basically oh I don't know but it's but not I think, it ha- I think it, that's not what it means I, I think that that's not true like they were they were gonna end up together in some way the mum and dad it's just that he he interrupted it when he fell out the tree and he saved the dad he interrupted how they met Fate. but they were gonna end up with each other in some way you know what I mean yeah mm. I think what it is is like Which the is fatalism of it is sort of predetermined but free will can over almost override it right like if Biff doesn't if George doesn't punch Biff when Biff's almost breaking his arm outside the car or he doesn't walk back and push Shermanator out of the way who tries to cut him for a dance 
then then fate is sort of overruled. But if there's certain key points where if the dis- it's almost like the fork in the road, if he makes the decision at that point, then the, the kind of fatalistic timeline works. And if mm. he breaks it at that point, then it goes off in some other determined way. But I think the idea is the fa- future is always determined, but you have to interject. With or like the world. really I'm good so example is the... what I'm even saying. I'm like, am I? What am I saying now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I don't know what my argument uh, is. My favourite example was in the um, diner. The guy that's working there that tries to give him advice Goldie. and stuff, and he goes like, "You could be mayor one day." Yeah. And he ends up being the and he go and the other guy goes a black mayor like that will never happen. And the and then obviously that guy ends up being the first black mayor. Yeah. But does that mean that Marty always had to be there? No, so if Marty it's wasn't there to put, say it to him, no, it's it just, would have happened anyway. No, I saying. think that is fate. That he's his fate right, was always yeah. going to be to be mayor. I see. But that actually just he put he sowed this idea, but someone else could have sowed the idea. Got it. You know, it's very complex. Really isn't it? tough. Why did I set this? We, Why did we I really dug under this? the subtext of this film, didn't we? Um, here's a question though. I think as humans. We are conditioned to believe in both fate and free will when it suits us, right? Because there's things in life where we're quite happy to ascribe it just to fate. Well, it was fate that I didn't get that job or it was fate that that didn't happen. But then when it suits us, it's like, oh, no, you know, be the change you want to see in the world Mm. and you can, you know, you are the product of your actions and stuff. Mm. And I think it's just that this basic human need to believe there is something bigger than ourselves controlling our own our own lives mm. our own yeah. destiny do you know what I mean Chris you're looking, looking suicidal I was trying to okay? just think about what you were saying I'm Chris, like I'm so right. do, you need, do you need a pep up so Chris are you alright do you need yeah, a pep up yeah. vibe up everyone okay. right. here's vibe what's up. gonna happen yeah. Alice <laughs> like, is gonna sing catatonic. the first song that comes into her head and we're gonna join in in harmony ready Alice three two one is no one born us yet? Go on, Chris, you've got a new version of it for us. That's very pretty, Chris. Oh, you've gone to a minor key. You've made that really sad. It was a vibe up song. What is wrong with you? Vibe me up again. Give me a song. I've got a question. Yeah. Would you, and this is just a question, this is not necessarily my answer. Yeah. I felt watching this in the context of fate versus free will, do you not feel like Marty's, most of Marty's family um, are very much resigned to fate, right? So it, it, it seems like, oh, well, this is our lot, you know, Biff's always going to be an idiot, um, mm. you know, Joey's in jail, we're a bit down on our heel, and they're sort of resigned to it. Whereas people, characters like Marty, seem to represent free will and the fact that actually you can do things that cha- you know change your life and and you can you can make decisions that are actually going to get you out of whatever situation that is right mm. would you not say that that's generally how it feels um but then weirdly at the end the version of his parents that we see at the end you know with the family with the nice house and it makes you feel a bit like it's all materialistic. Mm. So that's like, exactly that's exactly what Chris said. He was like, so it's basically one extreme or the, you know what I mean? Like, it's I know it's a film, so it has to be like, it is caricatures or whatever. But also, the dad isn't very nice, like to Biff. It, it would have like he he yeah, does he sort of like take the mick humble. out. Of well, he basically Biff, replaces you know I mean? Biff. He's like, yeah. uh, now Biff, yeah, don't lie to me, Biff. It's oh, a good little thing. That's George that's confident McFly, George then. at the end. But the idea is also like. If you're the jock or you're the confident guy or the guy who punches the other guy 
in the mouth and knocks him out. You go on to be the guy who's in control and dictates what that other guy does. Yeah. But if you're a bit geekier or submissive or a bit more of a beta male, you're going to end up like some under the thumb sort of browbeaten non-confident you know what I mean it's like these two extremes of if you beat the bully up and you become the bully look at all the riches and wonders of the world that are open to you yeah. and Marty's like oh this is the future now just because you, I went back and made you punch Biff mm. you've now got everything your heart desired and I've got this amazing truck <laughs> like before he had to give his car back it's just a bit of a wrong message I think but then the, I think there are some really positive messages around free will in the film so for example the mayor thing yeah, mm, he gets so we see him as a guy that works in a cafe and then obviously we know he ends up being met and he gets there through hard work yeah. and through making the right choices. Yeah. I also feel And he's like, a good guy as well. You know he's a good guy because he's trying to help him out nicely. But I also feel like the one, the, one, the truest acts of free will is born completely out of love which is Marty putting the note in Doc's pocket yes. to try and save his life. Like... Doc's trying to tell him, no, you can't play with fate, you can't do that. Mm. And Marty does it purely out of love and therefore Doc survives. Yeah. Happy days. Let's get down to it, so to speak. Um, did Mrs. Christopher Brown write one of his customary conclusions? You know what, there's no conclusion this week. No, but normally what happens is he says there's no conclusion then. But secretly he's written a whole essay. Well, I haven't, but I can just off the top of the dome give oh, a bit of God. a conclusion. Do you want to hear mine like, first then? Yeah, go for it. Okay, fine. Might inform mine. I'm going to pretend it's off the cuff but I wrote it down because I wanted to beat you. Not that I'm competitive. I never have sure. one and just go, agreed. <laughs> That's why you're popular. <laughs> Um, I think the film doesn't necessarily come down on either side of the argument for free will or for fate saying one is better than the other. I think it explores both, but it makes me think much more about the human um, need to believe in both fate and free will. Um, fate because, you know, as humans, we always have to believe there is a higher force dictating our lives. You know, we, we like to think that it's not all in our own hands because that's just too much responsibility. But then free will, because most of us realise that we are the product of our own actions. I think the message is you can't change who you are as a person, but you can change what you do. It's a positive message. Wow. Mike drops okay. the room. <laughs> Leaves the room. She's um, spinning in her chair away <laughs> from the... Ow. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, okay, agreed, <laughs> agreed. I think we should have a sleepover and watch number two and number three. <gasps> and have a sequel to this one. No, just watch it. Oh, just watch them. Feel the need to talk about it on a oh, podcast. Okay. Oh, like but that's how I now do. operate in my life. <laughs> I watch things and think, is this podcast worthy? Uh, right. Um. Thanks, Alice. Thanks, Chris. Um. Thank actually, you. a Thank little you. new section. I've got some corrections to do from our teacher. And when I say our teacher, it's mainly uh, at Lee Warner 2 on Twitter, whatever he is. Okay. Um, highly. Um, so we got a few things wrong over the last podcast that we did together. Oh, God, um, these acknowledgements. This is like a retraction in a yeah. newspaper. But I think it's good to show that we no, learn from it is, our yeah, mistakes, you know? No. Well, yeah. the big one, which I think we already know, was um, just that like, people couldn't believe we didn't know who Wayne Knight was. Yeah. Dennis Nedry in Jurassic Park. We've talked yeah. about that before. We were like, oh, has he gone on to do a thing? And then just so like, everyone knows, I'm not taking this well. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't cry. Okay. I've, um, I, there is also one from the Jurassic Park one that I got wrong that Paul... Paul Tickner. Paul, Paul at Tickner Paul Tickner. What? Um, I thought that the, the T-Rex, T-Rex Oh, yeah, the T-Rex was wasn't was T-Rex a female. It's actually yeah. an it's not his. Something else you got wrong. Right, um, okay. So it's very much aimed at me because you're both ye- looking at me. Yeah. As if, like, here's some corrections. Turn the seat, look at Chris. Lies. I got it wrong. Um, John Lovett 
Yeah. Whilst he was in Friends twice, we got the wrong. He wasn't the guy with the tomatoes, Julienne. Right. Remember, he was the guy, mm, tartlets, mm, tartlets. Oh, yeah. You know, the guy okay, stoned. So and then he is the guy with the hands. So he yes. is the same character. Oh, my God. Just, he is the yeah. same guy Quick twice. one. I've got loads of corrections from your Friends episode. Oh, well, oh, go on, I was then. just going to say. Can't well, believe let, let, I wasn't here for that. Go on, then. You didn't talk about Tom Selleck hardly at all. It's not a correction. Oh, we it's an did, omission. but I had to edit it out because okay. Chris went to um, got too creepy about it. Okay. Got too creepy about also, we got. Side. I genuinely got people sending me their list of um, people we missed yeah. out of, and like it's edited. We can't inc- include everyone, but the big no-nos were not talking about Ben Stiller. Correct, I get uh, that. Uh, not Tommy, one of my favourites though. Step away from the duck. Yeah, yeah. and um, Julia Roberts. I'm not bothered no, about the Julia Roberts about submission. It. I thought no. she was quite good. It's okay. And then also, Atlee one or two told us off for not talking about Jeff Goldblum, but I feel like we've covered Jeff Jeff's, Goldblum. Oh, Jeff's yeah. been a big recurring At theme. At some point, we're going to get a restraining order if we carry on talking <laughs> yeah. about him. And Paul Rudd, like, let yeah. it go, everyone. Oh, that well, will never happen with Lizzie. I was going to say, have I told you about my new idea? Yes, and I think we Rudcast. be careful that he doesn't come after us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rudcast, by the way. Yes. <laughs> dedicated to Paul Rudd. It's just... Three listeners. They're all in this room. Okay, so sorry for the corrections. If anyone wants to pull us up, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure we've done things we've wrong. Back here. to the future. Yeah. Or Please. things that we've missed out, even like emissions and corrections. I'm good with. Like, yeah, um, major themes we missed. Yeah, write them as a review, perhaps on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you can tweet us. Uh, find us on Instagram at ASCC Podcast. Please do rate and subscribe. And remember, Alice is breathlessly aroused by Marty McFly's <laughs> trainers. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.